Welcome back to Femininity After Dark. I am your host, Keandria Bellwoos, and I just want to thank you guys for all of your love and all of your support. These last few weeks have been, (laughs) they've been interesting, and a lot of things have changed in my life the last few weeks. Some for, well, I don't want to say that. I was going to say some good, some bad. But I believe that everything is always working out in my favor, always working out the way that it's supposed to in my life. And even if it doesn't seem to be so in the moment, it's always, it's always for my betterment. And... I just appreciate you guys supporting me and understanding when I need a break, when I need rest. It means so much to me. And you guys remind me every day to stop being <laughs> stop being so hard on myself and to take time for myself to rest. A lot of the time, I feel guilty for taking time off, for resting. But you guys remind me that it's okay to rest and we're still going to be here when you get back because we genuinely support you. And that just means so much to me. So thank you for that. I'm really excited to announce, some of you already know this if you follow me on Facebook or on TikTok. If you don't, go follow me there. Keandria Bellwoos everywhere. Instagram is underscore Keandria bell loose go follow me let's connect everywhere because all of my social media accounts see a different side of my personality get to experience a different side of my life and so it's just really fun getting to know you all and letting you guys in on who i am as a person and just really engaging because you guys have become like a family to me and I really mean it when I say that I I genuinely wish the best for all of you and you keep me motivated to do my best every day and to keep going no matter what challenges might come my way so yeah go follow me on Facebook Keandria Bellwoos, TikTok, Instagram, underscore Keandria Bellwoos, and join our Facebook group, Femininity After Dark, so we can have discussions about these episodes, and we have a really good time in there. We support each other. It's amazing to have so many beautiful and intelligent and inspiring women in one space, and it's it's so positive. There's literally no negative energy. There's no hating. It is like this sisterhood that I've always wanted. So make sure you join us there as well. But yeah, I am really excited for all of the things that have been happening. So many things have changed in my life. I have started to model again. So I'm walking in LA Fashion Week. That's exciting. I'm just, that is such an amazing experience. I feel so grateful to say that I'm a part of it. Grandmaster Flash is going to be the DJ. Like, he's a legend. Def Jam is partnering with the Model Experience to put this event together. And I am just mind blown. I can't wait to see 
who the performers will be. Last year, we had Bia and Saucy Santana perform, so I'm excited for this year. Here's fingers crossed for Mario, because he's my favorite. <laughs> if you follow me anywhere else, you already know about the huge crush I have on Mario. Um, but anyway, this week we are going to discuss why it's important to approach your target indirectly. So let's get right into it. Why should you approach your target indirectly? You should approach your target indirectly because if you approach your target directly and you're too direct early on, you risk stirring up a resistance that will never be lowered. Okay, so first, what does it mean to approach your target indirectly? What's the difference? The best way that I can explain this. Have you ever had someone come up to you and they're a bit too forward? And it's uncomfortable for you, like you're just, you're put off by it. Like they immediately come up to you and they're like, hey, I like you, give me your number, you know. Now there are some times that that works, but most of the time being indirect is more effective. And so I would recommend approaching your target indirectly, especially if you're new to the game of seduction. You definitely don't want to be too bold in the beginning. At first, there must be nothing of the seducer in your manner. You don't want to come across as someone who is seducing. Another reason, we are inherently more attracted to, I hope I use the right word there, we are more attracted to people who aren't in awe of us. Have you ever liked someone and the more you showed them that you liked them, the more you showed interest in them, the less, the less interested they were in you. That's basically what we're talking about here. So in the beginning, you don't want to seem like your aim is to seduce this person. You don't even want to seem like you're all that interested in my opinion, I would approach so indirectly that this person questions it. Are they really into me? Are they not into me? Am I just imagining them being into me because I am into them? And once they start to question themselves and think, maybe I just want them to be into me, that's when the game really begins. So the seduction should begin at an angle indirectly so that the target only gradually becomes aware of you. Remember when we talked about the anti-seducers? You don't want to throw yourself at 
your target because then you run the risk of becoming the suffocator. Nobody wants to be smothered. Nobody wants to be smothered and anything you chase in life is going to run away. So if you want this person to develop an interest in you, you have to allow time for that interest to develop. It's a process. There's a reason The Art of Seduction is such a large and detailed book. This is really a process and it doesn't happen as quickly for most people as it appears in the movies and stuff. You know, we watch these romantic comedies and these, you know, sitcoms and stuff and we think, oh, this is how it's supposed to be, but no. In real life, things happen a little bit more slowly, but you would rather go at a slow and steady pace than to rush forward and make irreversible mistakes, okay? So you want to approach indirectly in there, and there are several ways that you can do this. You can approach through a third party or seem to cultivate a relatively neutral relationship, moving gradually from friend to lover. So let's talk about approaching through a third party. If you see someone that you're interested in and you guys happen to have a mutual friend, you can utilize that mutual friend to your advantage. You can get information about your target through that mutual friend. You can say certain things to that mutual friend um, to kind of hint at your interest in this other person and get them to introduce you. Or you can approach indirectly by being your person's friend first. There's a reason those relationships that start out as friendships. Now, there's always an exception to the rule, but a lot of the time what I've noticed, those bonds are not broken or they're not easily broken. And even if the romantic relationship didn't work out and it's ended, a lot of the time those two still remain friends. They still remain friends. And there is a reason for that because they've taken the time to build that bond. They've taken the time to develop that connection and become a huge part of their person's life to the point their person can't even imagine their world without their best friend. They can't imagine their world without this person who's been with them for so long and that is this like binding <laughs> this like binding spell almost interesting story actually i was talking to a couple people <laughs> i was talking to a couple people 
at one point and they were both best friends with their exes and that was so annoying to me i would not recommend dating someone who is dating someone who is best friends with their ex because like i said that is a bond that is not easily broken and so what happened with one of them their ex started getting really jealous of me and then this person felt torn do i choose you or do i choose my best friend i don't know what to do and i'm gonna tell you something most of the time they're gonna choose their best friend unless you're like you've already mastered the seduction and you know how to they're gonna choose their best friend you know it's just they have that bond and that person has already taken that time and they just got there before you so you know if you're into a challenge and you like that and that's gonna be extra motivation for you go for it but i would say don't try to date somebody who is best friends with their ex because their ex is always going to have their claws sunken into that person and they will probably never be completely free of that and it's just it's a messy situation you know like this isn't this isn't friends or anything it's not funny it's not cute <laughs> okay um but you can use that to your advantage by becoming a best friend to your person, to your target, while you're seducing them. You don't want it to seem like you're seducing them in the beginning. You're just being innocent. You just want to be their friend. You just like being around them. You just like their energy. There's just something about them. Um... And here's where we start putting the pieces together, right? So we talked about the things you have in common. Make sure you focus on that. And even if you don't have a lot in common, uh, turn that into, oh my gosh, that's so interesting. Can you tell me more? I just love how much you know. You're so smart. I always learn so much from you. Tell me more about you and what you're interested in. And so you're really building that bond. You're really building that connection. And you know, eventually your person is going to fall for you if you follow these other steps. If you followed everything that we talked about last season and the things we're going to talk about later in this season, there's no way they're not going to fall for you. I'm, I'm just letting you know. <laughs> um, so choose your target wisely. Make sure that this is a person you actually want to um, go through this process with and four. So Robert Greene suggests arranging an occasional chance encounter as if you and your target are destined to become acquainted. He says that nothing is more seductive than a sense of destiny. I want to talk about that for a little bit because I experienced this recently so for my birthday my sister my brother my niece and i we all went to this arcade and it was a good time it was fun and so i catch this guy who works there he's like eyeing me from the counter and so i look at him i'm like okay 
you know, and I start giving him the eye and then I turn away and I act like I'm all shy and I just can't look at him. <laughs> that works every time. <laughs> so I do that uh, and then I look back at him and he's still looking at me. But I go about my business, you know, I act like, okay, I'm just, you know, whatever. And then I come back around because I wanted a glass of wine and they had a bar there. So he rushes over to make sure he's the one who services me and hands me my glass of wine. And while I'm ordering my wine at the counter, he leans over and he stares into my eyes and he was good. He he was good. He he had mastered that part of seduction using your eyes using your facial expression to really draw someone in and he did have really pretty eyes so he's like staring at me he's like kind of trying to draw me in and I ain't gonna lie it's working a little bit it's working a little bit but then I was like no no you have a podcast about seduction you know what he's doing right now don't fall for it so then I kind of just act like I didn't notice that he's giving me the eye and I just order my wine and I walk away, right? Tell me why this man finds me in a whole other part of the arcade, bumps into my sister and says, oh, I'm sorry, excuse me. But then he's looking directly at me, looking into my eyes the whole time that he's saying, oh, excuse me to her like he didn't intentionally bump into her just to look at me again and try to get my attention <laughs> I just thought it was really cute and it was it was funny and it was memorable so that's the point you know like that's how you work that magic that's how you get people to think about you because my birthday was last month right and that was memorable enough for me to talk about it on this episode. Like a month later, and I can still remember that vividly, he made an impression. And so the point that I'm trying to make here, if you want to have a lasting impression on your target, creating these like chance encounters is going to be really, really good for you. Because if I didn't have a podcast about seduction, if I hadn't read The Art of Seduction by Robert Greene, then I could have fallen for that. I could have fallen for that. And so, I mean, we are ahead of the game here. We already know what we're doing. And if you kind of just walk by this person, you know, make sure you put on a cute little walk, you know, you're feeling yourself, you're confident, you're feeling sexy. And you walk past this person and you just happen to glance at them and you hold their, uh, you hold that gaze for a little longer than, uh, than you normally would to let them know you like what you see, but then you keep walking and then you just happen to bump into them it doesn't have to be literally bumping into them, but you happen to bump into them a little bit later and you're like, oh, hey, you know, don't be like stalking nobody on no Joe Goldberg shit trying to create these circumstances. But, you know, be be cute, be sane about it. <laughs> but there are there are ways to create these chance encounters and they are really, really effective. I trust that you are creative enough to come up with ways to do that 
Robert Greene says to make your target feel secure. Like this is just this innocent connection, right? And then strike. <laughs> so when they're least expecting it, suddenly you're like, you know, it's like the beginning of that song by Erica Badu, Next Lifetime. You know, we've been friends for a while now. And <laughs> you just start striking on them. And then you let them know like, hey, you know, I like this bond that we have. I like what we've built. And I feel like we could be really good together. I don't know. I'm just making some shit up. But, you know, use your own words and it'll depend on who your target is and how they communicate, what their love languages are and stuff like that. That's going to determine how you strike. But at some point, you're going to strike or you get them so worked up that they eventually strike. Determine that. Um, you know, through studying your target, which one is going to be uh, best for you. The key is to make the seduced think they are the ones doing the seducing. You want them to think that this is them. This was their choice. Whole time you picked them out from a crowd long ago. You already knew you wanted your target. But now you're in their mind so much that they're like, wow, I really like this person and they really fulfill my desires and we have so much in common and they're so beautiful and this, that and the other. So you begin to take over their mind so much that they don't know where it started they hope it doesn't end and they feel like this is their doing. Like, I don't even know if this person wants me, but I know I want them. And that actually makes people want you more, to be honest, when they aren't sure where they stand. They don't know, does this person like me? Do they not like me? Do they like me as much as I like them? If you can keep a person wondering, you can keep them hanging on. You know, most people are going to want to stick around for that closure, for that knowing. And if you hold out giving them that, that's the longer you keep them around and they actually begin to obsess over you. I've noticed that a lot of men use this tactic as well. They try to act like, oh, I'm different. I'm a gentleman. I just want to be your friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you don't. <laughs> so chance encounters and developing a friendship, putting on airs of being, um, you know, just friendly and interested in them will keep will keep you in their mind. And once you have a strong friendship, you can turn it into something more. I'm looking at my notes here. I did something different. I put my notes in my notes app on my phone. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to navigate that. I usually write everything out by hand and look, I... Mm, I'm just not doing that anymore. <laughs> Trying to make sure I got everything. Okay. If your target begins to suspect they're under your influence, they will become resentful. So if you let on that you are seducing them, that this has been your goal 
this entire time, they will begin to resent you. Like, oh, so you're playing games? Oh, you think this is like, what do you think I am? Like, I feel used. So don't do that. You have to become an actor. <laughs> you have to become an actor for this. You don't want them to know. Um, and honestly, having that secret to yourself will make this more exciting for you as well. Because remember, this is a game. Okay, this is this is a game and you want to win and you can't have all of your strategies, all of your plays laid out before you because if you're easy to read, they're going to win. And honestly, that's not that's not sexy. It's not attractive. It's a, it doesn't draw people in. You know, you want to have magnetism you want to draw people into you and nothing does that better than a bit of mystery so having that secret to yourself is going to be really beneficial there's something that we do as actors if you don't know I am an actress and I was taking this acting class with one of my coaches and she told me that Meryl Streep has this thing that she does she always has a secret she analyzes her character like to the T, right? And she comes up with this secret that her character has based on um, her analysis of that character for the role that she's playing. And she doesn't tell anybody on set. She doesn't tell the people that she's working on her projects with. And that's what adds that extra layer and that mystery. And that's why she's such an incredible actress. That's one of the reasons she's such an incredible actress. So think of yourself as an actor in this moment and have that little secret that adds this layer of mystery. And that's going to pull your person in. You want to make them think they are in control. Once you've chosen your person, make them come to you. Remember, you don't want to be the suffocator and you don't want to constantly chase after your person. Anything you chase in life is going to run away. Make them come to you. You are the one in control, but you want them to think that it's their choice. Making them think they have made the first move will cut out all paranoia and it'll be a lot easier for you to, you know, go into stealth mode and play it cool and be low-key about shit. You don't want to be upfront about what you're doing. So in order to do this, you must give the target space. This is so important. I've seen this so many times. People think that if you smother the person that you're interested in, that they'll want you more but it actually really annoys people I for one I don't like people texting me all day every day I don't like people texting me 10 times in a fucking row I will block you I will block you don't do that you know um I have to get really close to somebody for me to um engage with them that much and not be annoyed like, you know I'm a close friend of yours if I send you memes and TikTok videos. That's like next level intimacy for me. <laughs> I don't like the constant bugging me. 
And so it's important to give your target space. Absence really does make the heart grow fonder. You don't want to force your person to think about you. Because when we're forced to think about something, we resent that thing. We're already forced to think about enough things. We're forced to think about, oh, I got to go to work. This is my work schedule. I got to pay these bills. They're due here um, at this time on this day, whatever. We already have a lot of things that we're forced to think about. We don't want to be forced to think about a person, right? And so if you give your person space, they will begin to miss you if you're doing this right, if they're matched up with you and you've picked your target correctly and there's compatibility and all that other stuff, right? If your person is interested in you, they will begin to miss you. And how you get them, you don't talk to them for a little bit. You give them some space. They reach out to you. You know, um, don't respond immediately. You're busy. You have a life. You do stuff, right? You have your own hobbies. This is why you're interesting to talk to. You have things to talk about, right? Um, you don't want to just be this person who doesn't do anything. And you don't, be, you don't have to be out here partying all the time or traveling all the time to be interesting. My hobby, right? My favorite thing to do is read books. But if... It's all about how you, how you express yourself and how you describe your hobbies. If someone were to say, hey, Keandria, so what do you like to do for fun? I wouldn't just say, oh, yeah, you know, I don't do much. I just, I sit at home and I read books. That sounds really boring and depressing if I say it that way, right? But if somebody were to say, hey, Keandria, so what... What do you like to do for fun? And I say, oh my gosh, I am reading the most amazing book right now. It's called The Magic of Marie Laveau. And it's about the voodoo queen of New Orleans. And I just find it so fascinating because this and that and the other. Once you put that energy behind something and you say, oh, I just love this. So I'm really passionate about this. This gives somebody something to hold on to. And so the next time that person looks at a book, they're going to think about Keandria. The next time they see something on TV, there could be a documentary about Marie Laveau or Voodoo. And they're going to think, oh man, Keandria would love that. And so when you talk about the things that you're interested in, you want to make sure you're putting some passion behind those words when you're talking to your person and you're building this friendship so that they have things to remember you by. That's very, very important. Will <laughs> Sorry about that. I tried to be all fancy and have my phone propped up and that did not work out. Hopefully I can edit that out, but if not, I apologize. But, you know, we've been recording for a while and I'm not about to redo this whole thing. So, sorry. But, yeah, give them space. Too much attention early on screams insecurity. You don't want to crowd your target out and be the suffocator, right? We talked about that on the anti-seducer episode. If you haven't listened to that episode already, go back and listen to that, and this will make a lot more sense. 
So yeah, just remember that this is a game. And in order to play a game well, you cannot give everything away at once. Your opponent will catch on and they will beat you. Because I've seen this turn around on people and it's actually happened to me before I started studying the art of seduction. I was trying to seduce somebody and they ended up seducing me because I was too open and too bold about my uh, my plans, what I wanted. All right, so think of yourself as the spider's web. The spider finds an innocuous corner to form its web or which to spin its web. The longer the web takes, the more fabulous its construction, yet few really notice it. Its threads are nearly invisible. The spider has no need to chase for food or even to move. It quietly sits in the corner waiting for its victims to come to it on their own and ensnare themselves in the web. Something just came to mind. So I'm re-watching Living Single on HBO Max. Love that show. If you haven't watched it, definitely watch it. Regine is one of my favorite characters on the show. I just think she's hilarious. And Kim Fields is such an amazing actress. So Regine is really beautiful. She's really glamorous. She's got everything, you know, outwardly that you would think a man would be interested in and would want from a woman, right? But the thing that Regine does that keeps her from getting the person that she wants and keeping that person is she's too forward. She's too obvious. And she doesn't know how to really approach indirectly. It's very dramatic. Obviously, it's this way because it's a show and it's funny and that's what makes it funny. But don't be that way in real life. Don't be so obvious about what you're looking for. And there's this scene where she's trying to get a guy to notice her at this restaurant. So she tries to like drop her napkin on the floor. That doesn't work. So she tries to drop her, um, her fork and stuff like that to get a guy to notice and maybe like pick those things up and help her trying to position herself as this damsel in distress or whatever, I suppose. And it just didn't work because she was so obvious about it. You don't want to put on airs. That is going to scream, I'm insecure and I want you to pick me. I'm dying to be picked. Please pick me. No, we don't, we don't want to do that, okay? So give yourself a pep talk. Talk to yourself in the mirror. Tell yourself how amazing you are while you're getting dressed in the morning and while you're doing your hair or whatever your beauty maintenance routine consists of. And really talk yourself up. Listen to music that improves your self-confidence, your self-concepts. I love Megan Thee Stallion and Beyonce. They make me feel fucking fabulous, right? So listen to music that makes you feel good while you're taking care of yourself, making yourself look good for the day. And when you really feel good about yourself, that radiates outward and people are naturally going to be drawn to you. You're not going to have to throw yourself 
at your target. Your target is just going to notice you. You are going to light up. In this world where most everybody is dull or unhappy and not very confident in who they are, your confidence is going to be this beam of light that people are going to be attracted to. And you'll start to notice as you work on your self-love, as you work on your self-concept, when you go out in public, it don't matter what you have on. It doesn't matter what you're doing. You could be running errands in sweats. People are going to stop and look at you because it's radiating from the inside out. And so that's something to remember. Definitely work on your self-concept. Say your self-concept affirmations. I'm going to share an affirmation with you guys in a little bit for you to say for the rest of the week. Make sure you join our Facebook group, Femininity After Dark, and let me know how is it working for you? How is this podcast working for you? Tell me all your juicy stories. How are the affirmations working for you? Do you have any other affirmations for us to say? Let us know. Let's work together. Let's become these masters of seduction together. affirmation of the week is I allow myself to be comfortable with all of who I am I allow myself to be comfortable with all of who I am thank you so much for listening in on this episode. I hope that you learned something. I hope that it has helped you in some way. Again, be sure to join our group. Follow me on TikTok and on Facebook at Keandria Belwoos, Instagram underscore Keandria Belwoos, and I look forward to talking to you next week. Subscribe if you haven't already and share with a friend. I feel like we should all know this information. (laughs) All right, guys, I will talk to you next week. Bye-bye.